There are several exits on this aircraft in the event of an emergency. At this time, please fasten your seatbelts as we are preparing for takeoff. And welcome aboard. And welcome back to another episode of It's Just a Talk. My name is Mauricio. I'm your host. And this is episode 30 of It's Just a Talk. And I am a liar. Because I told y'all that I would have been recording every two weeks, según yo. And look at me, December. Not a December to remember, but just December in apenas episode 30. Episode 30 is being brought to you by Spotify Rewind. You know, the thing that makes us feel like other people care what our music taste is. Nobody cares, but we still gonna share it. If you didn't get your Spotify Rewind this year, that means you uh, either have Apple Music or you were using somebody else's Spotify. In that case, girl, if you were using your Etsy Spotify, use your, you know, your low-down profile that you used to stalk him, and go ahead and check out what your music tastes are, because obviously you fucked up his rewind. This is episode 30, like I said, and this is It's Just a Talk podcast, your Spanglish political queer Latinx and shady podcast, where we talk a little tea, we talk a little true, but you know at the end, we always leave some time to talk some shit. Let's get this party started, so I'll see you in the next segment. Welcome to the next segment of the podcast. This segment is formerly known as, How Was Your Week? Pero, we renamed it last episode, if you were here with us. We renamed it, like the sands through the hourglass. So are the days of our vidas. Um, that's a little self-opera for y'all, you know, growing up. I grew up on, on novelas, you know, in Spanish soap operas. Pero, I, sometimes when I was flipping through the channels, I, you know, I ran into the English soap operas. So, she knows some English soap operas también. And this one is, I think, Days of Our Lives. So this is the title of our new segment. We're going to be talking about things that have been happening since the last episode of the podcast, episode 29. Entonces, since last episode happened, la elección pasó. Look, I felt like all of us had, like, you know, that tip of the shit. You know when, like, you really have to use the restroom and you're, like, on the road or, like, you can't stop and you're like, oh, my God, se me va a salir, se me va a salir, se me va a salir. Oh, my God, it's coming, it's coming. You know that feeling? I felt like we... As American, no, maybe not Americans. Me as anti uh, anti DJ tears, we had that feeling for like that whole week. Like literally, every day I woke up, I was like, "Ooh, se me va a salir, se me va a salir." Pero no, you know, after the election, I was a little disappointed for a couple things. First off, I was disappointed that we had to realize um, that we are not where we think we should be as a country. Uh, because that meant that a lot of people, a mucha gente no le importó, they didn't care that this man is um, homophobic, transphobic, uh, xenophobic, racist, like, pendejo. Some people did not care about those things and still voted for him. So when you put that into perspective, that this race was so 
tight, kind of like you know, eighteen year old booty hole, when it was so because it was such a tight race, and also los dos candidatos, both candidates, they got the most votes ever recorded in like American history. Like in toda la historia de los Estados Unidos, they both got the most votes. Like Biden got the most votes in history, and DJT got the second most votes in history. So what that tells me is that toda la gente que votó por DJT, all these people that voted for him, still have a mindset. They're A, either they feel like they're better than other people, B, they like racism, homophobia, transphobia, xenophobia was not like a deal breaker for them. Entonces, a lot of people are going to hide behind the fact que... Oh, it's que I care about the economy. It's que the economy, this, the economy. Look, it's the economy is not important enough for me to put somebody like him in power again. Entonces, I'm not saying that, like, Biden is the perfect choice. Pero, girl, we didn't have a choice. <laughs> so, Biden it is. I do acknowledge that it was a big moment for a lot of us. Porque yo me acuerdo ese sábado when, like, they call, like everybody called Biden as the winner of the presidential election. I, like, woke up and it was like, no, he's outside my window and stuff. And I was like, ¿qué está pasando? Like, ah, uh, is this the fruit bell being the fruit bell? You know, my people be loud. You know, nosotros, like, no, no tiene que ser party para tener música o para ser loud, okay? We don't got to have a party to be loud. But then I looked out, I turned on the TV because every morning I felt like to me was la caquita. And so I would wake up and like turn on the TV every morning since the election just to see what had been going on. I was attached to the fucking TV. Como, you know, some of you, some of you bitches be attached to your men and think you need your men to survive. That's how attached I was. Entonces, when I turned on the TV, mire, oh my God, Biden won. I don't know why. I don't know. I think I had just been holding so much emotion that I just started crying for like 15, 20 minutes. And y'all know, yo soy un chillon, okay? I can be a chillon, but like, this was just like out of like relief, out of like, not even joy, just like, oh, like I can breathe, like este, este peso que estaba cargando, like this weight on my shoulders, like I can finally let it go. Um, you know, I, and I felt like Elsa. I went into my closet. I put my Elsa wig on and I just let it go. You know what I mean? I see. No matter the hate. Goodbye. Let it go. Let it go. That's all we can sing because then Disney's going to shut me down. Entonces, since then, there has been a lot of shit going on with the election, which we were talking about. We will talk about in our, in our segment today in the country. Um, but then other than that, um, you know, we also, uh, we got Congress back. Yeah, girl. Um, and now we're waiting for the Senate seats. So we have two runoff um, seats in Georgia. And those two will determine um, who uh, get takes control of the Senate. To put it into perspective, a lot of people, why... Um, Obama was not allowed to do a lot of things in his last term was because he had a Republican Senate. Entonces, eh, el Senado Republicano es lo que estaba parando todo lo que quería hacer Trump. I mean, not Trump, um, Obama. So anything that Obama would want to do, like the, the Republican Senate would block, would, would, would be blocking it. 
So the reason why I mentioned that is because if we have a, a Republican Senate and again, and um, the guy from Pants Labyrinth, you know, that ugly man with the ice in his hands, uh, what's his name? Um, Mitch McConnell. <laughs> See, Mitch McConnell, uh, como se dice, if he becomes the majority leader again, entonces everything that Kamala and Biden try to do, it's going to be blocked. So we really need to win those races in Georgia in order for us to move forward, in order for us to like, um, you know what, pack the court. I'm going to say it. Pack the fucking court. And the reason why I am an advocate of packing the court is not because I think that liberals should have more seats or progressives should have more seats in the court. The reason be behind that is because I know that the court was created as a form of balance in the country. There was supposed to be, there's all, the intention was always for it to be two, or I mean, uh, half of the court to be uh, more liberal, half of the court to be more conservative, and always have one judge that leaned either or. So like a, a tiebreaker judge. That was has always been the reason for the for the court being the number that it is. Yonke Ruth Bader Ginsburg was not for packing the court, I think that we need to be able to do that until there is a sort of balance in the court. Because right now, the court does not represent the majority of, of the United States. That's just my spiel. Sorry. Entonces, other things are happening. ¿Qué más está pasando in the days of our lives? También empezó un nuevo season de Real Housewives of Atlanta. Empezó el domingo. So you know that I'm going to be stuck to that TV los domingos. And then I'm going to come in here and record. Porque yo mira el primer episode. And then it's really interesting how they're doing it. Because they're recording during COVID. And um, they record. They, they, they started filming. Not recording. They started filming. That's the right word. Mira, a veces se me traban las palabras. Okay. I am a second language learner. You already know that. So uh, they started filming it during COVID. And also during the height of the Black Lives Matter movement in, like, June. Um, and I just want to say that the first, from the first episode, Portia Williams, like, girl, like, applause to you, like, got arrested a couple of times because leading protests and stuff. And I, I, I think her grandfather would be very, very proud. Her, Portia Williams' grandfather is actually one of the men that, like, uh, worked with MLK really closely. And so he would be very proud of the work that his, uh, I was going to say niece, and that his uh, granddaughter, que su nieta, está haciendo. We also got a brand new series of Real Housewives. The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. And look, yo no sabía que Salt Lake City was that bougie, okay? Cuando yo pienso Salt Lake City, I think of, like, the Mormon church. I think of, like, uh, I was going to say iceboarding. <laughs> Snowboarding and stuff. Pero yo nunca pensé, I never knew, that they have, like, this luxurious party. Si sabe que tanto. Look, I watched a couple episodes porque Erika, she convinced me, my friend Erika convinced me to watch. And she's like, you're going to love this. It's so good. And I'm just saying that so far I'm liking it. And Real Housewives franchises are my um, guilty pleasure. Porque I'm not proud of it, but I'll talk about it. Uh, besides that is we have also seen a rise of COVID cases. So COVID has been on the rise. And I want to just tell people, honey, it is worse now than when you were freaking out about it. Let me say that again. It is worse now than when you were actually freaking out about it. La cosa está peor ahora que antes. I'm just saying that. 
Like, we have hospitals running out of beds. We have hospitals. We have these doctors and nurses that are exhausted. Y'all, if y'all have nurse friends or doctor friends, please check in on them. I be texting my nurse friends, you know, on the weekly. Like, hey, how you doing? Like, my friend Ashley and stuff. My doctor friends, I be calling Antonio. My friend Antonio in Chicago. Like, hey, boo, like, how you doing? Talk to me. They are emotionally and mentally and physically exhausted. I was talking to Antonio a couple of days ago, and he was telling me that he had a, like, he literally had, I think he said he had 16 deaths in that day that he had worked, and out of those 16, 15 were COVID-related deaths. Like, that's a lot, yo. Porque I remember talking to him and be like, oh, I had, like, one person die or two people die. Like, maybe, like, every other day, every three days that he was at work. But this is, like, every day he's had, like, 10-plus people die in Chicago. My friend Ashley's working in SoCal, and she's had people die constantly. So, está peor ahora? La cosa está peor que antes. It's worse now than before. And because of that, a lot of states have started to do stay-at-home orders again. So, re-locking down. Here in the Bay Area, we have re-lockdown. Entonces, we cannot do anything. And if you do, you breaking the law. So, I've been doing some things. You know, I've been doing some speakeasy things. Okay, you know, I shouldn't be doing, but, you know, she... She got, you know, she, she trying to be safe, you know, she wears her mask, gloves, you know, I carry, uh, the, uh, I was going to say deodorant, I should start carrying deodorant, I carry, um, hand sanitizer, you know how they in Texas, they, it's an open carry state and they carry their guns, here, it's an open carry state and I carry my hand sanitizer, I'm just saying. So please stay home, wear a mask, wash your hands better than some straight men wash their booty holes, please. Other, in other news... You know, uh, CSUDH, shout out to CSUDH, California State University, Dominguez Hills. Yes, my alma mater uh, was voted, it was in the 10% of social mobility this year. They actually got voted number four. And it was a really interesting conversation that I had with one of my friends who also went to CSUDH. What social mobility means is that uh, moving up, like, uh, classes, like, you were, like, um, what's it called, like, poverty and then you move to like middle class and so on so csudh is number four in the u.s meaning that they have had the most students uh from low-income areas go to their school graduate and then now they moved up to a different class whether it's middle class or upper middle class or lo que sea entonces it's really interesting that I was reading that article because I was like, yo, like, it's so interesting how, like, some people really shit on state schools, but, like, DH really, like, prepared my ass so that I'd be like, nah, girl, we, I feel like season seven of RuPaul's Drag Race. You remember when, when, um, Ginger Minch was like, I'm here to tell everybody, no, girl, the girls of season seven are just as talented as every other girl. And so that's how I feel like, nah, bitch, like state school people, we just as smart and talented, maybe even more hardworking than y'all asses. Porque we had to manage working multiple jobs, be doing everything that we did and still graduate. Talking about things that uh, just are happening in my life. Uh, if If y'all miss me, it's because I was banned from Instagram for like a month or so. So somebody like hacked my Instagram, I guess, and then broke community guidelines and pinch Instagram blocked me. 
And I was really upset because I was like, yo, I had like 28, 2,900 followers. You know, she was growing. She was about to be an influencer. And then I got blocked. I felt like when you go on a really good date on Tinder or on Hinge, like it's a really great date. You know, girl, like you're like, damn, like, wow, he's the one. And then you you get home to text them on the app that you got home and your app got blocked. That's how I felt. Instagram did me like that. Like, oh, I'm about to get there. Boom, block. And then I've been reaching out to Instagram in nada. Like nada, nadita. Like they have not reached back. They keep making me take these pictures. So they send you a code and then they say, take a picture holding a, a, a thing with your code up. And I've taken like 30 of those. I look like I have fucking a mugshot. Y nada. Sip, cero, nada de ello. Other things that have been happening in my life is I recently got accepted to a, a new fellowship. Thank you, CSUDH, for prepping me. Um, it's the New Leaders Council, a New Leaders Council fellowship. You'll hear more about it. You know, I start in January. I, I announced a couple weeks ago. And so I'm very excited. I'll tell you more about it, you know, in the next couple episodes. Pero we're going to move on to the next segment of the, uh, of the podcast. Our question of the week. And this week, the question of the week is very personal because um, as a Selena stan, I have some things to say, girl. I got a lot of things to say. I'll see you there. Welcome back to our next segment of the podcast, our question of the week. And this week, I originally was going to, and I'll do it on my next episode, the question of the week was, who, what is QAnon and why should we be worried? Pero I feel like as important as that is for us to know what QAnon is, in my soul, I know it is more important to answer this question. So the Selena series arrived, right? Selena Viernes. Selena, the series. Anything for Salinas. So what did I think? Girl, to begin with my dissertation, in today's dissertation, we'll be speaking about Selena the series and how Selena the series was a pile of mierda. Option, I mean, paragraph one. I was going to say option one. Paragraph one. Why was Selena the series mierda? Look, I watched the whole thing and I had... Heard like people do like have really negative reviews. I saw the Rotten Tomatoes and I was like, damn, like, is it really that bad? Like, even before like it was released, like, I had my opinions, but I wanted to keep them to myself because I was like, you know what, like, this is a, a Latino ran uh, show. I, I personally know one of the writers, um, and so I'm not gonna mention his name because I don't. I, after this, I don't know if he wants his name being mentioned. But I know one of the writers, and I was like, I'm so proud of him. He's a queer Latino man from Texas, and I was like, I'm so proud of him for being in this. Mainly Latino, mainly women uh, were in the team, the writing team, the producers, all of them. And I'm like, how? It, it can't go this bad. It can't go that wrong. Somehow, nobody caught it. Nobody caught it. Like, you know, it's like the... the. Have y'all seen The Witches? The original The Witches? You know that scene where... um, What's her name? Um, Angela... Where the, where the high grand witch 
um, pushes. She also plays Morticia in the Addams Family. In the original Witches, she like pushes a baby car and nobody stops it. That's how I felt the Selena series was. Somebody was pushing the baby cart and everybody just went along with it and nobody said anything. And I had some opinions when I first saw the actress. No, like this, like you might have been a great actress on The Walking Dead, because that's the only thing that I can I, I can't remember um what else she is in. Um Christian Serratos is her name. Uh, she is Mexican and Italian. She's best known for like her role in The Walking Dead. Uh, she's done other things. Like she was on Twilight, the Twilight Saga. I never watched the Twilight movies, so y'all can maybe tell me. But she hasn't really done anything other than The Walking Dead, like worth mentioning. And then it was a Selena series. No, of like. No hate to her. Please do not send her hate. Um, she was born in 1990, uh, which is very close to when I was born. So she must have grown up with Selena, right? Or at least I assume that she did. You know, she was born in Pasadena, in Pasadena, California. So that also tells me that she kind of was born in, like, some sort of uh, privilege. So maybe she was not into Selena the way that, you know, us immigrant children were into Selena. She is lighter skin, and she's a lot skinnier than Selena was. And one thing that I remember growing up that my my tios, my tias, my mom would always really love about Selena was that she was not, like my mom said, un pinche palo. She wasn't a palo. She, you know, she wasn't a stick figure. She was like what Latina women usually look like. You know, she was voluptuous. She had a big bum. Um, and... and no disrespect to Christian, but like, girl, no, girl, no, no, girl, like, no, <laughs> like, legit, no, like, that was number one when I saw them. Then I started seeing images, and I know everybody's talking about this, but the girl, the wigs, the wigs, girl, the wigs, ooh, the wigs were so bad. Like, girl, like, I can, I can throw a stone. I can throw, I'm, I'm sorry, yeah, I can throw a stone at any RuPaul's Drag Race queen, and they would have gotten better wigs than what they got for this show. And this is what I was really looking for. You know, I was, I, I did some research, and I was like, what is the budget like? Maybe they didn't have enough budget. Like, esta pasando? And then it came out. I swear to you, I was in episode two, and I I really wanted to turn it off. And that's bad. That's really bad. Because as a Selena stan, I should want to watch every second. Pero la cosa is that it was episode two, and I had not heard Selena say one full sentence. No full sentence. By episode two, even episode three, they had fully developed Abraham, the father. I knew who the fuck Abraham was from. They fully developed him. All the characters, well, maybe with the exception of some of the bandmates and Chris and the mom, the rest of the characters got character development. Entonces, as someone that is a Selena fan, what I was really looking forward to is seeing more character development about Selena 
about her growing up. Porque I already knew that it was going to start in the 80s. So I was like, oh, like her childhood. And then most of the part one was going to be in the 80s. So I was like, oh, a lot of people don't know 80s Selena. Like a lot of people don't know that 80s Selena had a crazy hair. You know, this is where like her design concept really started. So a lot of the outfits were like really like funky and shit. But they were cool. And that's what made them popular. And, you know, mucha gente no sabe eso. Because a lot of people think of Selena and they think of como la Flor Selena, right? So I was like really excited for 80 Selena. And I was really excited to hear more of her perspective or just hear her, period. And now that, like, honestly, I recommend y'all to watch it and maybe prove me wrong. But in all honesty, I do not feel like Selena the series was a series about Selena. Maybe they should have called it Selena y los Dinos, Selena y la Familia. Or Selena y los Quintanilla, something like that. Because and the reason why I didn't call it los Quintanilla, los Dinos, the series is because nobody would have watched the way that people have been watching Selena the series. I feel like I was lied to. I feel like I signed up to watch a series about Selena's life and an extended version, and the two-hour movie did not give us. And I could have gotten more by deep diving in a YouTube binge watch of just Selena interviews, Selena videos, Selena performances. I would have gotten way more then than I got here. And that's a shame. That is a shame. And it's a shame that Christian Serratos might be a great actress, but she was not Selena. Uh, let me tell you that. Selena, the Selena I know, the Selena I remember, was not quiet. She was not shy. She was not to herself. She knew complete sentences. Maybe not in Spanish, porque me siento muy um, excited. Maybe not complete Spanish sentences, but at least she had some sort of death to her. And this series gives her no death. Like, I literally no character development. Kristen Serrato's portrayal of Selena will go down as a Hallmark version of Selena. I just saw something that, like, Hallmark is having a Kentucky Fried Chicken uh, love story and Mario Lopez is going to play the Colonel. Christian Serrato Selena should be in that movie. Let me just tell you that. If you want to watch it to know more about the making of the band, the family, about her brother, A.B., about her dad. If you really want to know more about her dad, watch it. You know, if you're wanting to watch it because you want to know more about Selena, girl, do a YouTube dive. I'm just telling you. I, I did finish the whole thing. It and it started to get a little better. Episode 8 and episode 9. But that was a lot of what we saw in the movie. And I know part two is is mainly written by my friend, and and I'm just so hopeful. But was, I they already filmed part two, and I'm gonna watch. Sure, I'm gonna watch. But I'm not happy with this. They fooled us. I feel fooled as a Selena fan. I feel bad. The Selena must be rolling in her grave because we don't fucking let her rest. Déjala descansar, ya. 
We need somebody else. Let's do other bioepics. You know, some of our Latino singers are, they're older. You know, the, 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 the Celia Cruz show, that was a good portrayal. Yes, girl, work. Pero esto, señoritas y señores, I give it a four out of ten. I'm just saying, it was not great. That's Mala Santa from Instagram. If you don't follow her, my, at Mala underscore Santa would said. And I t- she has talked about this so many, so much that y'all should really follow her and watch her, her lives of what she talked about. But she quoted and she said, I could have thrown, to quote her, she said, I could have thrown a stone in the middle of East LA and gotten a better Selena than the one we got. And you know what? She ain't wrong. Like, I could have gone to any Latino drag queen and they could have done a better Selena than she did. I know a couple here in the Bay Area. We could have gone to Jericho. We could have gone to Rebecca Kahlo. We could have gone to Miss Luna in L.A. There's so many people that do such a better Selena than she did. And for those of you who do not know about Selena and are like, why are you ranting about about this Selena? I'm going to tell you in the way that um, only a Latino can tell you who Selena is, okay? And to name it the best, we have Cristela Alonso. So she's going to tell you. Selena. For those of you that don't know, Selena. Selena is the closest thing Latinos have to a superhero. She is a Mexican-American singer. She died over 20 years ago. We still talk about what she could have done. Oh, if Selena was still here. Trump would build a wall. She would knock it down with her voice. And so with that, I'm going to go ahead and let you go and go to the next segment of the podcast. I'll see you there. Welcome to the next segment of the podcast, our POC or Queer Excellence of the Week. And that segment of It's Just a Talk podcast is where we shout out some people that are doing some amazing things that are either POC or queer. Today, we're going to hit it off with Sunny Hostin. If y'all don't know who Sunny Hostin is, she is one of the hosts, or at least I guess she sits on the table. Um, in The View, and The View is one of my favorite shows, um, but she's also a lawyer and recently an author. I recently finished Sunny's book, and y'all should definitely get it. Sunny is Puerto Rican, and she's part Jewish, and she's part Black. She's an Afro-Latina Jew, an Afro-Latina Jew? Yes, an Afro-Latina Jew. And I, the reason why she's on this segment is because any time and every time that the the people on the view or the her co-host um you know try to like demean or put down or talk less of anyone with the Black Lives Matter movement, defund the police or any of these movements, Sunny is always there to put it like it is. She says it how it is, she lo dice, se, se dijo porque se tuvo que decir. That's basically what Sunny does. And I just needed to shout her out. I feel like I shout her out on Twitter a lot because she be doing this shit. You would think it's Whoopi, 
but it's not Whoopi. Whoopi's like that old school Democrat with like, I won't talk, I won't say, I'll just keep myself to myself. That's who Whoopi is, but Sunny, she is outspoken. Talking about somebody else who's outspoken, we want to shout out Sarah McBride, who becomes the first trans U.S. senator in the history of the United States of America. Sarah McBride won her uh, her seat in Delaware. So she is going to be a, a senator in Delaware. Um, and she's already been hitting hard. Uh, I saw somebody that she tweeted uh, where somebody was like, I'm confused. Are you a boy or a girl? And she replied and said, I'm a senator. So good shit, Sarah McBride. I'm excited to see what Sarah does in the Senate uh, in the next couple years. Uh, somebody that also got elected is Cori Bush. She is the U.S. representative in St. Louis. Uh, Cori Bush has been ran a couple years ago, the same year that um, Ayanna Presley, uh, that the squad, uh, AOC, and all of the squad got elected. Cori Bush was actually in that class of folks trying to get elected to the uh, to U.S. U.S. Congress, um, and she ran again in 2020 and finally got elected. Shout out to Cori Bush for being able to do that. Um, and also, shout out to it's Javier Becerra, the California Attorney General, um, son of immigrants, uh, first-generation Latino, uh, Stanford alumni, um, and he is now Biden's pick to lead the Health and Human Services Department nationally. So shout-out to Javier Sara. And finally, on a local level, I want to shout-out Taft Foley III, who is an 18-year-old um, Black boy who uh, is a Texas student uh, who created a mobile COVID testing site. He had a choice of like, I, I believe it was like buying a car or buying a mobile van that he can create into a testing site. And he decided to buy the van and create this testing site. So shout out locally to Tapfully the third, uh, the bright, the future is looking bright. Thanks to you. And with that, we're going to move on to our next segment of the podcast today in the country. Welcome to the next segment of the podcast, Today in the Country, where we talk about whatever crazy shit is happening in the United States, the Los Estados Unidos of America. And so this week, the first thing that we are going to talk about is how a judge has ordered the restoration of DACA across the country. And so what that means is that new the DACA the DACA program must accept new applications, not just the current applications that are being um renewed, but brand new applications need to be uh accepted now. And so a judge ordered this a couple of days ago in against what DJT and his administration has been trying to do by uh stripping people of DACA. For those of you who do not know, DACA is a deferred action for childhood arrivals, which basically protected um, people who arrived here illegally or uh, they crossed the border when they were children. I believe it's when they were uh, under 10. 
if they came here and they were under the age of 10 and then they went to school, they uh, got they graduated, or even if they didn't go to school, I believe, but they, they're trying to work, um, it's almost like a work permit for, for folks to be able to work freely, to be able to, a lot of times, to be able to travel freely without the fear of deportation. And so a judge has ordered the restoration of it as of now. We do know that uh, there was a Supreme Court hearing of it, and so um, I know that they want to be able to, the Republicans want to be able to take it back to the Supreme Court now that um, Judge Amy Coney Barrett is on the bench. So we will see what happens then. But as of now, it has been restored. Something that cannot be restored any longer is the 282,000 lives. Let me say that again. 282,000 lives that have been lost due to COVID in the U.S. since COVID started. Yes, I said 282,000. We are looking like we are going to reach the 300,000 mark before the end of the year. If that does not scare you, I I don't understand what does that what about that doesn't scare people? Like 300,000 personas dead, like gone, like no longer here, cease to exist. Like I don't understand why people don't under, don't get that. Um and then again, <laughs> Like I said earlier, DJT lost the election, but he has continued to cry and continue to say that he did not lose, that he won, that the election went rigged, even though the Justice Department has said it was one of the most safest elections in history, um, even though his own people that he appointed have said that there is no signs of, of fraud, he is still saying that there has been fraud and that he's the one that won. A lot of folks in the Republican Party has also have also backed them up. Who has not backed them up for once in a million years is Fox. Fox News continuously says that there is no proof in the claims that this election was rigged. And so it's really... I guess it's surprising to me that how much they have turned around... Like, oh, no les convenio, so no les conviene, so goodbye, goodbye, DJT. So what my question now is, is this the fall of the Republican Party? Are we in the dawn of a new party, the dawn, the DJT party? That's a scary thought, but it's a, it's a, anything can happen at this point. 2020 has shown us anything is possible. <laughs> And you know what else is possible? That if you don't wear a mask, you're going to get COVID. Just like uh, Giuliani got. Giuliani is, uh, was known at one point as America's mayor. Uh, because he was the mayor of New York City during 9-11. And he did really, well, he apparently did really great things. Uh, at least that's what people thought. And now he is the lawyer representing DJT uh, in these claims of a fraud during the election. Um, and he recently got COVID. He is 73 years old, um, has COVID, and is hospitalized. So he can easily die. And he just becomes one of the many people uh, in the DJT administration that have contracted COVID. There is a list, y'all. And it's just like Santa, COVID is checking it twice. And with that, we're going to go to our next segment in the podcast, Hoy en el Mundo. I'll see you there. Welcome. 
Welcome back to the next segment of our podcast, Hoy en el Mundo. I know the United States, a lot of shit is happening in the U.S., but there's also a lot of things happening in the world. The world kind of seems like it's imploding in itself. I'm just saying. And we, something that's happening that is crazy 2020, you know, so many people have died this year. It's insane. Uh, may they rest in peace. Personally, I, I had three of my chapter brothers die of different uh, causes. Uh, for those of you who do not know, I'm part of Sigma Lambda Beta International Fraternity Incorporated, which is the fraternity that I pledged when I was an undergrad. And it's a fraternity that I continue to give back to this day, uh, most recently got elected to be part of the national board. Um, actually, I'm getting sworn in tomorrow, pero my chapter is basically, that's what we call the school that we that we became a brother in. And we lost three brothers this year. And the really crazy part is that two of those were brothers under 25. Um, and, and yes, all of them are, are horrible and, and sad and heartbreaking. Um, but the ones that were under 25 were really shocking because they were, they were brand new brothers. They had, one of them had just crossed a year ago and, and he passed away. And then another one is a brother that I've actually known for a while because his, his father is also a brother of our chapter. And so it was really, it was hard to see how um, my chapter has been dealing with this. It's been really hard for our younger brothers because they, they you know, they went to college with these guys. So, uh, for one of them, they were in college with him. Um, and now how we're trying to deal with it during COVID. And so it's been really hard. It just puts into perspective the 283 thousand people that have died so the way that i'm feeling the way that they're feeling think of 283,000 people's families feeling that way because they've died of covid um, and someone else that has died, uh, actually died of a cardiac arrest, was world famous and considered one of the best soccer players in the world. Argentinian soccer player Diego Maradona died at 60 a, a week ago. It, it was crazy that he passed away. Um, you know, I, I know that he was a coach after he played, but he's always been declarated as just one of the best soccer players in, in history. Like, I remember growing up and my dad would talk about Diego Maradona like he was a god of football, of soccer. And and so for a lot of people, it, it's been crazy. It's just one of the many deaths that 2020 has dealt us. Uh, and one death that I am hoping happens is the death of Nicolas Maduro, <laughs> who uh, is the unofficial Venezuelan president. Um, and I know that we talked about this in a couple episodes back. I believe it was around this time last year. Uh, Venezuela is amidst their another election during a pandemic. But Nicolas Maduro, who um, was not voted in the last election, it was actually Juan Guaido, um, but Nicolas Maduro was the president at the time and he used uh, violence, force, and um, basically try to steal the election. And so he declared himself the president of Venezuela last year during the election. But a lot of countries, including the United States, don't recognize Nicolás Maduro like the president. They actually recognize Juan Guaido, who ran against him. So now we have another election happening to clear this out. Who is the president? Is it Nicolás Maduro or is Juan Guaido? I really hope it's Juan Guaido because Nicolás Maduro is un dictador. 
from what I've heard, he is an incoming dictator of Venezuela. And so it's some scary times. I know a lot of people have fleed Venezuela. When I went to Ecuador uh, a couple, two years ago, uh, 2018, was it 2018? I believe it was. You know, I forget. We can't travel anymore. So I forgot when the last time I traveled was. <laughs> when we last met... Uh, a plane, an international plane to go to Ecuador. A lot of people from Venezuela were in Ecuador, in Quito, porque they were fleeing uh, Venezuela. You know, everything is so expensive. People cannot buy things. Um, Nicolás Maduro has really taken the country um, for his own. Entonces, uh, Venezuela is really uh, adamant about doing another election, but they're also really hesitant that the election results will be the real results. Um, and then also, uh, what's hap- another election that's happening is the election in Ghana. So as y'all know, there was a, a huge call uh, in Ghana for ending the policing that is happening in Ghana that the president had uh, play- put in place. And a lot of people have been killed because of protests and murdered and people have been taken. Um, and so there's a new election happening also in Ghana. So we will see what happens there as well. Uh, that is everything that's, uh, not everything that's happening in the world, but everything we'll be talking about during this podcast. And I will see you in our next segment. Mira, we talk some tea. We, the days of our lives, you know. We talk some truth, you know. Que esta pasando en el mundo, in the country. Y ahora es tiempo. The time has come for you to lip sync. No. And now it's time for us to talk some Shit, baby. So let's get there, right? Because I have a list of things that I want to talk shit about. And I think you know exactly what's on that list. I'll see you there. Welcome back to my favorite portion of the podcast where we get to talk some shit. And, you know, customary to this section, we are going to say F you to DJT just because he is the reason why I feel a lot of folks are going to start, like, not trusting our democracy. And so that's an issue because distrust in democracy then leads into civil wars and leads into, like, uh, murders of, like, politicians and stuff. And so he's really trying to tell his base that, you know, the rest of us and everybody else is trying to shut them up when in reality, sweetie, you just lost. So F you, DJT. Hopefully one of the very last times in this year that I get to say F you, DJT. Because as much as it sounds nice, I'm just tired of saying it. I also want to do a little F you to Netflix. What? the hell Netflix I know we had a whole section about this but what the hell Netflix so here are my top reasons why F you Netflix reason number five the wigs what the hell with the wigs Netflix what is happening with these wigs 
on the Selena series, by the way, if y'all did not know what I was talking about. Reason number four, these outfits. Girl, what? Girl, I know that Selena y Los Dinos made these outfits, like, at home. But your Netflix, bitch, they don't have to look homemade on TV, too. Like, bring in Bianca Del Rio. Bring in these drag queens to make you some better-looking outfits, girl. Because your team ain't got it. Reason number three. Abraham. F-U, Abraham. Like, father, I, I just, I can't, I can't. The Selena fan base has really just gained so much hate for Abraham Quintanilla from deciding to completely leave Chris, Selena's husband, out of the movie and now of the series, and now for making the whole series about himself, basically, and A.B., F you. And you know what, A.B., F you too. Because uh, as much as y'all are part of the, of the group and y'all were instrumental in the Selena this is not the series. This is Selena the series. Give us more about Selena. Reason number two. Honestly, the actress. Like, Christian Serratos. What the hell? Like, like I'm gonna quote. I'm literally gonna quote Showgirls. They could have had anybody to be, you know, in the limelight of the stardust. They could have had Paula Abdul, Janet Jackson, but we went with Nomi Malone. If y'all have not watched um, Showgirls, watch it. It's a classic. It's a bad movie, but it's a cult classic from the 90s. But they could have had anybody, literally anybody. If one thing Christian Serrato's portrayal of Selena does, it's it it solidifies the fact that, that Selena by J-Lo was amazing. I'm putting it out there, okay? And finally, reason number one. To all the men, to all the gay men, I'm talking to you, Jotos, who are coming to women and are coming to just folks that really know Selena and telling them, just shut up. Just be happy that they're putting us on TV. F you. Yes, representation matters. I agree, it does. But not all representation is good representation. Let me just put that out there, okay? So, yeah. And finally, F you to all the non-social distancing and non-mask wearers. I'm going to keep saying F you, but I really don't want to F you. I'm just saying because I don't want COVID. A-, a lot of folks are not taking this seriously. I'm going to say this again. Está peor ahora que antes. It is worse now than it was before. I cannot stress that enough. We keep breaking records, and not the best records. We keep breaking records of folks that are infected, of folks that are dying. Look at your mom. Look at your dad. Look at your aunts and uncles. Look at your friends. You being irresponsible, you could very well be the reason why they die. Cease to exist. No seas pendejo. Please stay home. Wear a mask. Wash your hands. Better than a straight man washes their booty hole. That is my final bonus wings. My FU and final bonus wings. All wrapped into one. To go on Uber Eats. To my front door. Okay. 
And with that, I'm going to go ahead and leave you. This is episode 30 of It's Just a Talk podcast. My name is Mauricio. I am your host. I'm so happy that you decided to join me in the last 50 so minutes that we were together. I love y'all. I'm so thankful for my listeners. Los aprecio. Please add me on Instagram. It's a new Instagram. It's at It's Just a Talk underscore. Porque at It's Just a Talk ya no existe. Pero Twitter... It's still the same at It's Just a Talk, and everything else is also the same. Thank you so much, y'all. And again, my name is Mauricio. I am your host, and I am everything I am because the hood loved me. Bye. Yeah.